are excited as I am. Today we have Coco on the show. She is the owner of KX Miranda in Sydney and a total health freak. She knows a lot about training and diet and shares all of that wisdom with us today. I think my favorite part of the episode was our discussion on Coco's balance and how through life she's found it quite annoying and frustrating that she finds so much joy and thrives off work and has found that she always seems to put a lot of her time into that basket of her life. But she's always kind of had this overarching guilt about it as though she should be socializing or spending less time at work however we peel away nicely at the fact that that's just the way her balance looks at the moment and how she removed that victim complex and learned to own her balance we also speak quite a lot about body signals and how your body knows right before you when things are off and imbalanced and how she recalibrated and started to understand and work with her body rather than against it And a part of that is also accepting what was her balance at that point in time. We also talk about a timeline and how not fitting into it or fitting into it impacted her in her own life and how she's now reshifted and completely reassessed her relationship with what she quote should be doing. Lastly, I was humbled by Coco's openness to sharing her troubles and experience in the past with quite a negative relationship with food and how that played into control and her own balance. I really just want to preface this segment by saying that none of this should be taken as professional advice. And if you are someone who is currently experiencing or having troubles with your relationship with food and diet, you should definitely seek professional assistance. And please know that this is merely a personal experience that is being shared with us today on the Balance Theory podcast. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy our discussion. I would love to hear all of your thoughts and please feel free to leave any ratings or comments if you do enjoy for others to see. It's my pleasure to welcome Coco to the Balance Theory podcast today. Hello, lovely to be here. It is such an honor. I've been listening to them all and I just have heard so many amazing men and women and I'm so humbled by this experience that you would even reach out to me when everyone listens to your story and all the beautiful things you have to say about life they'll understand why I've approached you but thank Thank you so much for being here today thank you my pleasure I would love for you to start just sharing I guess what balance means to you across our three key areas how it features in your life today and and different sort of trials and tribulations you've had to date with attaining that balance definitely so I think my biggest thing is that, and like you've said before, my balance won't be your balance and it won't be anyone else's balance. And I think that that's been the biggest thing that I've learned over the last couple of years is to own your balance. Mm. And I remember when we first met, we had this incredible conversation about what lights you up and what gives you energy sort of thing. And Mind you, everyone, that was only two months ago. Yeah, like, yeah, incredible. And, Talk and about soul teeth. sisters. Yeah. Leo teeth. <laughs> but, um, and I think I spent so long being guilty that work does give me energy. And I looked around and I saw people being burnt out by work and everything like that. And I was like, but why, why doesn't it? And I tried to, what is balance for me? And I think it's only been in the last year that I've learnt that, you know, balance for me is taking time out for myself and going to the gym and working hard and working six days a week and going to the gym seven days a week and doing all of this stuff that gives me energy. And that is the balance. Whereas I find that when I'm like, Oh, a forced rest day or, 
no, I, I should socialize because it's this stigma and the norm. And mm. how am I going to look on Instagram if I'm not having my cheesing boomie? Is everyone yeah. going to think I'm a loser and everything like that? And it's so funny, the opposite. Everyone wants to be seen as hustling and grinding and doing all this stuff and putting in the work, but really they're out on benders. I'm sort of the opposite where I almost work so hard that don't have time to get the boomerang. Yeah, yeah, I don't. And, it, and it's sort of like, it, it brought me a bit of shame for a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, am I a loser? Because I don't do all of that sort of thing. And I think it's exactly like you said before, balance isn't a one size fits all sort of mm. thing. And I think it's about finding what works for you, what gives you mm. energy and how it goes sort of thing. And I think that's right. And I think as we've spoken about before, there's a there's a stigma or a shame that comes with you work too much. Mm. But if what you're doing for work, you know, you thrive in that environment, mm. you, it gives you energy. Like my partner and I on Sundays, we can't wait to sit down and just plan exactly. our week out and brainstorm like things mm. to do for the week. But my mum will openly say to me, like, I think you should take some time off the gym yeah. or I think you should maybe not work over the weekend. But, you know, yes, you get tired and burnt out. And that's when you, I guess, really, like you fall back on the things that give you a bit of rest, like mm, your self-care routines exactly. and whatnot. But to take away those things, I think traditionally from a work-life balance point of view, mm. it's like, okay, you turn off work and you do life. But mm. when they're a blend or a hybrid and you find joy in your work, 100%. you know, that might form 80, 90% of your week, especially if you don't have kids, you're, you know, mm. you're not running a family or anything like that. You have the capacity to do that. And so exactly. to be able to own your balance, like you said, exactly. and acknowledge, you know what? I'm happy doing six, seven days a week. I'm happy to hustle. I'm happy to miss out on boomerang for the next. <laughs> you probably love the isolation. You can't yeah. actually go out. Yeah, introvert things. I was yeah. here for Absolutely. It was finally my excuse. Like, no, sorry, I can't go on that date with you. I'm, I'm too tired. Yeah. Like, well, it's isolation, you know? Like, it was the perfect excuse where you sort of could go back into your shell and do this inner work and not feel guilty for mm. it. You know, I think a lot of people like, but I can see that you're posting memes or I can see that you're online. It's like, I don't have the energy to talk to people and it's not a diss on them. It's not a diss on the relationships mm. or the relationships that you have. And that's the biggest thing I've learned is that get friends who understand you your it. balance as well. You know, it's, it's very, very hard mm. When you have people that are like, oh, but you don't come out partying with us anymore. Well, it's, it, it drains me. It doesn't gas me up like it gasses you up, you yeah. know? And, and being able to just have friends where I say like, okay, my social battery is dying now. I have like my best, like one of my best friends. We literally just like say, okay, I'm done with talking now. And we just like put it away. And then you just get it. And then pick up right where we left off the next day or when They're the best is. kind of friends. The best and, kind of friends. And sometimes it's not even about like they understand. It's just they respect yes. where I'm coming from. Because yes. one thing I've learned is that you may not always understand where people are coming from. Because you haven't lived their lives. You don't walk in their shoes and you can try to. But sometimes it's just about respecting that that's where they're at. Yes. They've got their own reasons for however they're dispersing their time at the yes. moment. And, and everyone's... And I think it, it's... You go through these levels of there's me and then there's other perceptions, like other people's perceptions, and then it's learning, oh, and then it's my perceptions of their perceptions, you know? Yeah. It's so late, and I think you learn that as you grow older. Like, mm. we're both just saying that we had a birthday, and I think I was so terrified to turn 30. Like, it, I was lying about my age on Hinge, don't tell anyone, <laughs> but, like, I was... I'm not going to link that. <laughs> I was, you know... 
I, I just didn't want to turn 30 and now I fully like stepped into it because I'm proud of all the lessons that I've learned and I can tell you like it just gets better and better and you do you learn more as you go along you Keep know I think up. 100% like up to 25 or up to a certain age wherever you're at in your life path mm. you're very me focused and then you're them focused mm. and then it sort of blends together of being like a well I'm me they're them and it creates this like harmonious sort of like their journey i'm on my journey and like it weaves in and out sort yeah. of thing mm. yeah that's nice and i think that leads nicely into i guess the area of relationships mm. and people's energies so i know you're a big believer in the energy <laughs> of people and, and the way they connect and i certainly can say from when we met that was something i felt yeah like, definitely like that, yeah, like yeah, yeah yeah like yeah. a first date spot <laughs> 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 like my partner's not with you <laughs> Definitely. I wish I wish I could meet a boy like you. Driven, smart, funny, beautiful. Anyway, but um, so I guess like let's scale it back and talk about so well, from 20 to 26, I had this job that I absolutely loved. I frothed on it, but again, I was learning balance and it was I was on 24-7, you know, even on my days off. I was obsessed with that job. And it's so funny because people are like, well, weren't you burnt out? And I really wasn't. I I think that I thought I was because people kept telling me, and you're young and you're impressionable, and it was... Well, that's the thing, right? Things. If you're burnt out and the only thing you're doing is work, they just assume that yes, that's what's draining exactly, you. But what exactly. was that for you? What was draining you? So I think it was also... And, like, we'll talk about this, about how, like, socialising doesn't give me energy, and I think that there was when I was young especially or when I was in that job, it was like, come out with us, like, let's party, let's do that, let's drink alcohol, like, isn't this how you relax? And I would push myself to do that and then I was thinking, well, is that draining me? And then I also think that then it was such a big focus on relationships and getting a boyfriend and I always wanted a boyfriend and I had boys since then and then at 24 I met someone and I thought... I, I had to stick to a plan. And I am very plan-driven and goal-focused. And so you my had plan... Timeline. I had my timeline. And I was going to meet my husband at 24. We were going to get engaged at 26 and married at 28. And once I get to a goal, I absolutely stick to it, you know. And so I met um, this boy at 24, man, at 24. And because I had met him at that age, I truly believed, like... No, well, we've got to get engaged at 26. This is going to be what's happening. It's all coming happening. Plan. Yeah, exactly. And so I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And it's so funny because your body knows way before your mind. Like, yeah, we're a bit delayed up here. 100%. 100%. The are there. What the mind knows, the body will show you, and it will show you with like a sledgehammer to the leg, sort of thing. <laughs> so I ended up getting very, very stressed very very burnt out um i had horrific irritable bowel syndrome that was crippling for you know 18 months more and that was also linked to you know contraception and everything like that but that's a whole other topic um you know my skin was really bad i had cystic acne and then all everyone kept saying was it must be your job it must be your job you've gone through some really like intense situations with your job it must be that 
And so, and did you at the time truly think like you took that on board and thought, yeah, it must be my job? And I did think you... I wanted it to be because I wanted it to work with my partner so badly too, you know. And we had got engaged at twenty six. Everything was going full blown ahead, and there was like it, it got to the point where he sort of said, and it was apparent it was either the job or him, and so. I chose him thinking, well, it must be the job. This must be why I'm burnt out because I, I, I believe that, you know. And so... And I suppose when you want something to exactly, work out... You exactly. Kind of... And I don't look back on any of that with any regret because it's made me who I am today and it's gifted me everything that I have now. That's and right. so that's my number one thing to your listeners is don't regret anything. And every you have to go through it to grow through it 100%. Yeah. And... Everything I've looked back on in my life, I've been like, but at the same time, it's been this fabulous thing that's led me to here and you cannot have the sunshine without the rain. And you so, would never be where you are today. Exactly. With the people you've come across. A hundred percent. You know, if it wasn't definitely, those... definitely. And if you are going through something right now, like anyone listening, know that like this is all part of the grand plan and it's going to make you who you are and you cannot have that victim complex whatsoever. You are a survivor in every situation, you know, and it is about mindset and it is about choice of what you go through. And it's the lessons that come from what you learn. Like nothing, 100%. Nothing, nothing good comes from easy things. No, like You have no. to, there's some beauty about struggles. Right? Oh, 100%. And, and, and finding your why when it comes out of the yeah. struggle and what it teaches you and how it makes you more resilient. Exactly. It's all about going exactly. through the motions. Hundred percent. Like I thank God every day for the difficult times I've had. So anyway, so we're I, at twenty six engaged. <laughs> so we're at twenty six engaged. I've just left the job that I truly believed I was going to be in forever. I saw huge career progression paths. I won awards. All of this stuff, you know. And sorry to pause you, but did you at the time? Like pull back from work at all? Or was it just like a, you got to a point in your life, I'm going to leave? No, literally to the point I won a very illustrious award in the January and then my grandma died on the Tuesday night and I went into work the very next day. And I I probably shouldn't have done that and that's one of those things you should listen one to of those yourself. Moments. One of those moments you can look back and be like, well, that was a bit of a pivotal point, you know. But at the same time, I can look back and say it was my relationship that was causing me a lot of darkness and stress. But anyway, so now, and then, so that Wednesday, then it was about a rough two weeks at work, but, you know, my partner and I were fighting every day and it was just dark. And then I, I, he put his hand on me. I'll never forget. He put his hand on me and he said, like, you know what you have to do. And then I quit the next day, you know, and it. So you still at that point were playing that work is the problem. Yes, work is the problem. And then I left and then I was like. I had a very successful career. I don't know where I'm going to go for this, but I was training like a man. I've always been into fitness since about 18, 19. I played sport all through school and I, you know, I was a chubby kid. I, you know, definitely pushing, you know, 80 kgs at 13 sort of thing. So I was a, a bit bigger and everything like that, but I was always strong. And so I've always been into fitness and I've always wanted to feel good. And so I threw myself really into training to get through losing my job because my job was my identity. What was, was I going to, what was I going to do next? Who was I, where was I going to go? So I threw myself very much into bodybuilding after that. So you sort of quit without a plan. You just thought quit I need without to get a plan. Exactly. And I was very blessed because my partner at the time did support me incredibly. So, you know, and he, 
we came together and he said like you love fitness and funnily enough my job had left me with a tilted pelvis and I was very into bodybuilding and again bodybuilding will show you your inadequacies through and through if you have a niggling injury if you have anything wrong like asymmetrically your, it will show you 100%. Yeah. Like, you've got to take your measurements, you've got to take your photos, you've got to look at yourself in the mirror. Whether and even when you do single single leg or, like, isolated movements, you realise yes. pretty quickly. So I went to my first KX Pilates class, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, look how much stronger my right side is than my left side because it's so much unilateral movement. That's right. And it's non-impact um, training but it still gets you the results. So were you doing that um, to complement the bodybuilding? Yes. Yep. Like it was just one of those things. My friend got me into it. She was also like, did the job I used to do. She got me into it and was like, you really need to try this. And so I tried it and I loved it. And it really supplemented my training. And I was like, I went home to him and I said, I think I want to open up a KX Pilates studio. I, I love it. And I think it will really work in like the Shire where I opened up the studio um, I think it will be perfect here because there's people who already have such a solid foundation in fitness, mm. but this will complement their training and and it's perfect for everyone. Sixteen to I think like one of our Any oldest clients is like seventy. Like you're lying down. If you need a rest, you just stop and you're already lying down. It's perfect. Like it's. I loved it and I'm a true testament to it because now my pelvis is completely aligned. My like everything's like fixed up sort of thing you know there are still like niggling stuff that because I, I still bodybuild seven six days a week but no Pilates um, is one of those things where it's back to the basics your core 100%, strength 100%. and everything's about the, the the unison of the movement for your whole body rather Definitely. than like just push yourself to the and it's such these tiny movements that turn on deep core muscles that you and did not know you had. yeah exactly <laughs> i felt burns in places i didn't know like existed <laughs> But it's all about strengthening those muscles that are so hard to hit in other places and in the gym, like the inner thigh workouts that we do. Oh, no. oh but good luck if anyone's got one this week. <laughs> exactly. So from that first class where you thought, "Yeah, I can do this." Yes. To opening it up, what how, what was the process? It was there? huge, and this is my biggest thing: is that you may think that you're ready to open your business, and even if you are questioning it it is hard work and there are things that come up that you had no idea could not about prepare for. could not prepare for you could not guess and like it's like look at what's going on now global pandemic i'm sure like no one saw that wasn't it. in the textbook exactly exactly but there's other things like da's and councils and staff. lease agreements and staff that and i was just 26 years old i was hiring people who you know, didn't have much, had much more experience than I did, especially in the industry. And it's one of those things, it's so two ways, because I want to tell people that you will never be ready for something, but what if you fall? Oh, but darling, what if you fly? Sort of thing. And so I wasn't ready and I had no idea what I was going to come up against. And I think I lacked confidence, definitely in certain areas um, and again, it's one of those things that will just show you. And I was, I'm very blessed to get to where I am today because 
the people who were meant to come into my life at the right time came into my life. And so I started the business and at the same time, I was planning a huge wedding, 170 people, half Greek, half Italian, huge beyond 170 compare. small then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. We did. We cut it down. But it was this huge event where there were like multiple things and we went into different areas and I had shisha and casino games and like money with our name printed on it. And it was just incredible. But at the same time, so I opened a business, I planned a wedding and then spoiler alert, got divorced all within a year. So not divorced, separated naturally. So, and so those signals that you had in your body from when you were even in your previous job, did they go away once no, you left your job? No. And so that did you attribute it. that to, well, I've just opened a business. It must now be yes. the new work. A hundred percent. And the anxiety peaked even more with the IBS and everything like that. And, but I've always thrown myself into natural remedies and I was getting like, I was doing Ayurveda and I was doing natural organic herbal cleansers and juicing and everything that you could do. And I went completely off contraception and I did all of these things and those little things did help, but there was always an underlying problem. And it was like, well, why am I throwing myself into all of these things and spending thousands of dollars and I ended up going to an acupuncturist before I um, separated from my husband because I wanted to fall pregnant. Because the, the next thing, that was the next goal, was to have a baby by 30. And I thought the baby was going to be a band-aid. Band-aid. 100%. I think a lot of people, you know, may have that idea and, and may have gone through that. And you learn that, again, that's not going to right your wrongs and everything like that. But um, if anything, it's going to show it to you even more, exacerbate it exactly. Um, and it was when I was getting acupuncture and I was talking to people and I could tell that they were like, I don't think you should fall pregnant. This isn't right. Your body is telling you something. And that was because I'd, I'd ended up losing my period. I do. I lose, I lose my period in times of stress. So yeah. my skin, my face, everything, my guts, everything was fighting against me with this. I'd lost my period and I was like, what is going on? You know, is it the business now? Is it the stress yeah. of the business? I'm eating so healthy. I'd scaled back my training a hundred percent. All I was doing was walking in Pilates. And then I left my husband and within the next, within instantly, my IBS went away instantly. Within the next month, I got my period back and my skin cleared up 100%. And it was one of those things where I was pushing against that situation so much. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, our relationship did have, it wasn't all bad. And like, I have endless love for him and everything like that. And he's an angel, but it's just, just two people that didn't work together. And that's fine. And that's what happens in life. And bringing that back to the whole energy thing, Mm. you know, like it's maybe you just had, like, what's your opinion on that? Well, that, and that's what I wanted to say is that I was one of those people, I was so scared to show that I was vulnerable. And this is what happened with the business is that, like, and I'll be totally brutally honest and vulnerable, is that it took a dive because I put on this mask and I went into the studio and I was smiling and laughing. Ha ha ha, I left my husband, but everything's fine. Because I didn't want to show that vulnerability. And I leant back too much on my team and 
but I was so scared to tell them what was actually going on and I'm leaving my husband and I've left my apartment in the middle of the night and I don't know where I'm going and I'm sleeping on someone's couch and everything like that and I was just trying to make a joke of it and I didn't want anyone to see but energies don't lie mm. people could 100% pick up on the fact that something was wrong yeah. when I was going to the studios and this is just it is that when you step into who you're meant to be and you know yourself and your true self, no one can use your vulnerabilities against you. I'll throw my hands up. I'll be the first person to admit things that I've done right and wrong in my life and no one can use it against me or say anything because it's like it is what it is and I think there's such a difference now between crying on social media and expecting attention and owning your vulnerabilities mm -hmm. and I think once I said did that and I stepped into my power and said like oh and I'm not very good at dating and all of this sort of stuff it was like it didn't become this forced joke yeah and I got very into meditation and I went and saw an energy healer and I didn't realize the heaviness of what I was carrying around and everything that was going on and it was almost like when I released it I felt the light come through and it was you know, I had a few entanglements, as the kids call them these days, <laughs> after, you know, leaving my husband. And I went through this, like, self-development and self-growth journey. And I know that's, like, what we were saying, like, people roll their eyes a little bit at astrology and everything like that. But I've just used it as a tool to get to know myself. And it's, like, the Enneagrams and everything like that. So I'm a type 3 Enneagram. And it means that we strive. We're the achiever. We strive for perfection. By the way, if anyone doesn't know what Coco's oh, talking about, yes. I have no idea. Okay. My knowledge of astrology is like the 12 star signs, which okay, is potentially okay. 13, which I'm not going to Oh, don't it, trigger, trigger. <laughs> I won't be a Leo, so I'm not accepting. <laughs> ditto, ditto. But um, there are a few layers, so yes. Yes, so, well, astrology is one thing, and then, you like, know, yeah. that's your, like, your emotions and everything like that. But Enneagram is this personality test, and... 100% you need to do it and you get this 15 page report which is like online you, it's online you can like just google it um I'll give you a link you can get a really good test um I did pay like a little bit of money for my results but I can tell you it was so worth it because it tells you your strengths your weaknesses your number one personality trait funnily enough mine's obedience which I laugh at because I've, I've always loved structure and rules and everything like that but the thing with a type three Enneagram and Achiever is that you strive so much for perfection and you're so hard on yourself. And it's so funny. I was thinking about this the other day at the gym of, I would never look at another girl and be like, oh, look at that role or look at her skin or look at that love handle or anything. I would never judge another girl on that. Why do I sit there and judge myself on that so harshly? And I think we really, a lot of girls do sort of thing and, it comes to the opposite as well. Like you'll be the first to tell your friends, like you're so amazing. Like yes. why would you even listen to what that yes. person said? Like, but when it comes to you processing like a negative comment or a negative thought, yes. you're the, that's the last thing you tell yourself. A hundred percent. And so, like, I have affirmations. I tell myself every single day, and like, I picture the golden light flowing through my body. And it's so funny when I do it. People literally say like, "You're glowing," and I'm like, "It's the golden light, baby." <laughs> but you know, I have these things that I tell myself. But it's like also it's okay not to be perfect. Yes. And I think we hold ourselves to such high standards. But again, it is my personality and I can't fight against it. You know, and as we were saying with astrology, like 
I am a Leo and I'm never going to be ashamed of the selfies that I put up. And I have an Aquarius moon, which is a whole different vibe. And we can talk about that at another, another point. podcast. But that's all about like being logical and not being so social. And it was all of the last 12 months have been this incredible self-development journey of being owning the things that are good about you and owning the things that are bad about you. And that's like coming back to that vulnerability is to be like, yeah, I'm not the most social person or I'm not this and or I'm not okay. that. And, uh, and that's completely fine. And it's what gasses me up and it's what gives me energy. So let me ask you, now when you think of your timeline or your next five years, I'm sure like the structured, organized mm. Coco is still in there. Mm. But how do you approach that a little bit differently and how are you more open to situations? So if you were to say, talk to your 20-year-old self, yes, what do you think now that you could have said yourself back then well i think now it's i've embraced this whole and it's becoming spiritual and knowing that the universe has this grand plan for you and to it's funny enough i sort of have let go of the timeline and it's yeah. all like it's eats fire baby like sweet for anyone else <laughs> so it's all sweet baby like it's i truly believe and this is everything up to this point all the heartache all the trauma everything has led me to this point and so and i was pushing against that with the timeline and it's whether it's faith or whatever you have you have to believe that everything's going to be okay and that everything you go through is for this divine purpose sort of thing and it's about like trusting the process exactly and embracing not only the good but the bad yes and knowing that it's serving like your wherever you're meant to be going your life path whatever it is you know in yoga we call it your dharma your purpose but I think it was all of that painful stuff. And as I said, like letting go of that energy, embracing your vulnerabilities, accepting it is what it is, but loving it at the same time. That made me love my business. And like, you know, I'm so happy to say like year on year growth, I've grown 140%. And that's purely because one, I learned that I'm human. Mm-hmm. And that it's okay, and that my clients are humans, and that my staff are humans, and we are all on this beautiful journey together. But believe that you are doing your best, they are doing your best, and everyone around you is doing your best and or their best. And it's such a beautiful thing to embrace. And I think, as we were saying, like when you have that energy and you go in, it's going to come back to you and you may not be seeing results. It's exactly like diet. It's exactly like training. You have to know that you might not be seeing the results today, Mm -hmm. but if you are doing your best and you're going through it with a good heart and a good soul and you know that you're giving it your all, you will reap the fruits of your labor. Mm -hmm. And so just for anyone going through it right now or trying their best, you will reap what you sow and whether that's tomorrow whether that's in a year whether that's in five years 10 years whatever it is you just got to believe that you're on the right track but you have to be doing it for the right reasons as well yeah so that i guess um brings us back to our why Mm. and and the reason why we do things but and also with balance as well are you using work as a distraction or are you using it because it gives you power and like love and i think i've drifted in between both of those multiple times of my life of throwing myself in my work because it was a distraction from whatever was going on at home but or you know and it's and one of those things that's always ongoing and it's one of those things that i think everyone should monitor in themselves Mm. what are you are you using it as a distraction 
or are using it as a flex as well. You know, I think I've spoken about this with multiple people of is your busyness a flex? Yeah. Are you just is that what you adhere into the hustle? Exactly, exactly. Like, oh I'm just so busy on social media. Well you're on social media posting about how you're busy. How busy really are you? But I think this like this whole discussion goes to show like no matter what you do, it has to serve you and you only. Because number one thing I've learned is no matter how much you think people are like following what you do or care about what you do, nobody cares. Like, yes, you could 100%. be like for myself even today. Like I am very confident with training, but mm-hmm. if I walk into a gym, I still feel intimidated. Oh. I'm like, oh, people are looking at me. And there's days but, like I feel like that, and like especially when you're getting your period, you're holding yeah. a bit of water, and you're like, oh, I'm meant to be this person that people look up to, but I'm having an off day. And what does that mean? And understand that you will have your off days. A hundred and like. Exactly, the vulnerability yeah. of learning that and being yeah. okay with it and you don't always have to be perfect, but... That's right. You just got to reel it back and, and I think the number one thing is nobody cares about you as much as you do. No! Really. Like, like, okay, maybe like your loved one or whatever, but yes. in terms of like your what you're doing, yes. how you're going, yes, like definitely. people really are in it for themselves, which yes. is fine, but I think to one, acknowledge that and then two, take that and say, okay, well, everyone's on their own journey. Yeah. You remove that pressure on yourself to, oh, I have to adhere to all these societal expectations or I have to put on a brave face at work today because, you know, people expect me to wear this hat. Exactly. Well, and I think as we were just talking about with expectations is that I thought I had to get married and I thought I had to have children by 30 and all of this sort of stuff because of the expectations. And that's my biggest thing is that other people's goals are not your own. That's right. And exactly what we were coming back to of being like, just because someone else has that goal it shouldn't be yours and don't hold yourself to to, exactly exactly and don't hold yourself to other people's standards or anything like that because you will find your own standards you will own your own standards and you will own your own goals you know Mm. i know that some people do just want to be a mum, and that is so beautiful and i love that but right now whether or not it's because it's feasible for me right now it's just not something that is on the cards. Part of your like, exactly, yeah. well, exactly. Is, or is or is a goal right now because mm-hmm. I'd rather focus on what I can control, you know? Yeah, that's right. And and it really this whole discussion just underpins our whole theory of balance. And it's something you need to constantly assess. So mm. what you may need in five years, it may not be that work serves exactly. your Exactly. You know, and exactly. I'm sure when that time comes you'll be able to listen to your body now intuitively and mm. say, Okay, I now know what I need. If you mm. ever get those internal issues again or your skin starts flaring up or your your menstrual cycle's a bit Mm -hmm. out you can take a step back and they're the triggers they're the signs to you from your body to say like you need to reassess exactly and that's something people i think and we're trying to promote is that you have to be okay with constantly assessing where you're at and knowing like that's going to change and knowing your goals i think at the start i was like i want this business because i want like dollars in my account and it's mm. like i'm exactly being vulnerable in saying that and saying like maybe i didn't i had all these like external motivating you know extrinsic motivation where i was like you know oh, well i want all this money and this and that and it was like do i really care and i think with fitness it's so blase and like such a thing you do like oh i want to see people's bodies change and it makes me happy and it was like one of those things those slogans where you just say it but now that is coming back to me and I'm hearing about how like my studio has changed people's lives and how they're so happy with their bodies mm. or, or it's helped injuries. And I'm like, that is why I do this. Yeah. And it touches your soul and you're like, 
that is a goal now because now I know how good it feels when yeah. it happens. So yeah, I'm I'm very lucky, you know. So yeah, no, it's nice that you've now found a job or, mm. or you're working in your fulfillment area and something that's also a passion. Mm. I wanted to ask you a little bit about. Um, so we spoke a little bit about vulnerabilities, and I know, and I'm. I'm um, really excited that you're happy to share your experience with I guess diet and your relationship yes. with food and so I just wanted to ask how that relationship has been nurtured over time yes and how you've been able to I guess monitor your balance with food and diet and, and mm. how you again you've sort of learned that putting it out there to the world in mm. a certain way and how it looks to yourself that's had a funny sort of correlation mm, mm. with how everything else has sort of played out too. Yeah, well, and I think this is what's interesting talking about balance is that, so I count macros. Um, I weigh everything I eat. You're good. And yes, I know. Well, and this is it. And this is people's perception is that I think, and I was like listening to your um, Equalation podcast about how you were like, I tried to count calories. And I found it so onerous and everything like that. But and another thing people need to know is that there's a thing called decision fatigue. And funnily, like if you have a hectic job and you have a lot of decisions to make in a day, you only have a certain amount of brain capacity to make certain decisions sort of things. So That's why Steve Jobs was the same thing every day. Exactly. One exactly. hundred percent. And so for me, like food prep is that because I also know that I'm hitting my calories mm -hmm. I'm hitting my goals and... I know what I'm going to eat that day. And that's just one thing that's like yes, out of the thing. But what I wanted to talk about, and, and again, other people's perceptions and everything like that is I've had so many people and I lost quite a bit of weight after the divorce, like after getting separated and everything like that. And so many people came to me and when I am in shape, that's when they feel like they can comment on your body, which is another thing. And I think, we really need to learn how to not take it on board people's comments on our body because they come from a good place or just and maybe it's not a place of ignorance but it's just a place of of telling they think that they can sort of just it, it is what it is you know um it's sort of a thoughtless comment, yes exactly they're not you and, and you i literally have, have people commenting on my food every single day and it's like oh what are you eating oh what are you eating now oh and how are you and I'm just like but funnily enough because you know like well it's just one less decision to make I know what I'm exactly. eating it's like it probably well, doesn't I'm confident you. and yeah. I'm exactly I'm so confident in my choices yeah. and the thing is is like I sort of smirked myself because you can make that comment to me whereas if I went up to an unhealthy person or someone who's perceived as being unhealthy and I said like oh oh is that what you're eating i would be the horrible person mm -hmm. but because i am you know relatively in shape and i'm eating healthily people are oh oh a salad oh a salad again or, oh chicken and beans again and i'm like yes <laughs> but um so what i wanted to comment on is that funnily enough i'm my healthiest and my happiest and thriving when I am food prepping and when I am counting calories and everything like that. And that's your balance. With that is my balance that well and truly because I can not spiral. So, you know, I'll be very open and very like vulnerable with this in being like, I did have a huge problem with binge eating and it wasn't something that I realized until it got quite bad. And it's so funny. I used to, 
just go to my ex-in-law's place and I would just eat everything, eat everything, eat everything. And I just didn't know. I just thought it was because the food was there, you know, but it wasn't. It's because I was like losing that sense of control. And I was like, I've just got to eat. I've just got to eat. And there's been times now in my life where I look back and when I am sad or when I am upset, I reach for the food, but I would put on a bit of weight and people would be like, oh, it's so good to see you're eating so much like more normal or you're going out, you're enjoying your life. And it's like, no, funnily enough, that's when it was spiraling the out opposite. of control. The yeah. opposite, you know, there's, you know, your, your work dad and they love like commenting on your weight. He's like, oh, you're looking a bit healthier. And I was like, yeah, because I just literally smashed like 14,000 calories on the weekend because I would eat to the point where it's like I felt physically sick, like my stomach hurt sort of. So was that period, like did that correlate to when you were sort of blaming work and you weren't addressing the fact that it was your relationship? Was that sort of Well, that was even more like more recently within the last... So I got a very, very good coach and I really addressed my binge eating because for me that was the final frontier. I My life is relatively pretty good at the moment, you know, but I was like, what's this beast that I'm not even addressing? And it was one of those things I didn't even realize was an issue. I Often just thought, exactly. And I just thought it was like a, oh, I'm so rigid with my diet sometimes. Your cheat meals, you know, and I write it off as a cheat meal. Everyone has a cheat meal. And it was like, I remember it clear as mud. I went up to the shops and I got pancake mix and Reese's peanut butter cups and cereal like I went all out and I sat there and I ate all this food and after I was like I think this is a problem because I don't feel full I don't feel satisfied what was the point of that and it was I realized that I was quite emotional and that's how I was handling it mm -hmm. and it's one of those things exactly I put up the brave face and it was all fine because it's a cheap meal like oh my gosh you won't believe it when I just ate exactly exactly because I was like I put on a bit of weight and I didn't have visible abs anymore and people are like oh you know it's not healthy for a girl to have visible abs well it's all by and by you know like to, to what degree of health sort of thing. I'm not talking like veins popping on your stomach, but I know what it is when I yeah. look healthier. Um, and so I sort of realized it was a problem in myself. And it was again, why is this? Is it my emotions? Is it my strife for perfection? What's going on? And I think it's one of those things I'm still learning. I'm still evolving on. But it's so funny what we talk about that balance isn't a one size fits all my balance sort of isn't the normal balance of what's perceived to be balanced you know but what is normal right? exactly it's exactly like you've got to remove that association exactly. and just say like this is what it is to me it's not like this is the standard linear mm. this is this is kind of the normality level exactly. and i sit above or below it's like you get away with that exactly throw it out the door and it's like okay right now you know, maybe exactly. maybe it could even be that in those moments where you were eating a bit more or whatever, like emotionally, that's how you dealt with it. And yes. that's how, what got you through those times. Exactly. Not to say you didn't need to address it long yes. term. But it's just about like reassessing as you go. So now mm. you've obviously taken the steps. Well, to... and I think exactly. So I, I got a very good coach, um, Amelia Thompson, PhD. Um, she's very, very good. But she sort of... It was about learning the beast and seeing where your triggers come from and dealing with it in a more healthy sort of outlet. Outlet, exactly. So now I journal on it. Now I meditate. Now I eat my food mindfully. Mm. And it's changed the game. And it's not 
eating one chocolate bar and being like, well, I've blown my diet now. Let's like roll into this. And it's not obsessing about food because I really realized how much like I unfollowed 365 like food accounts on my Instagram. I just didn't realize how much my whole feed was just In full of it. And it's one of those things you don't realize it's a problem until it is of sort course. of thing until you think okay wow and i think that a lot of girls have that different triggers and everything like that like i know for some other girls it's looking at other girls bodies on instagram and everything like that but for me it was literally looking at food porn mm. and i would obsess over it and i would think like oh that cheesy pizza from new york i booked a trip to america just to like binge and now i look back <laughs> on it and i'm like oh my gosh i'm so glad a global pandemic happened and i didn't like send myself out there sort of thing <laughs> because i know that that just would have not been a great place sort of thing but i think i've like got these tools and strategies in place and again balance knowing that i can have you know my hague's chocolate button just one and work it into my macros mm. and be okay with it and when i start finding myself obsessing about food or thinking about it or planning a binge I don't. I go and I write everything down in a journal and I sit there and I meditate and say, like, what feelings are coming up? Yeah. What is this? Like More introspection. Exactly, 100%. And for me, it's, you know, I know that dating is a huge trigger for that now because I'm just like, well, why aren't I? You know, why haven't I found someone? Or I go on a bad date and then I'm like, oh, well, you know, that didn't go well, but the one thing I can control is food, you mm. know? Um, and ironically, like, having positive control over what you're eating has had the opposite effect. Exactly. you're kind of looking at it, well, I can control food, so I am going to eat. But exactly. now you've changed that. So you're still aligning with, okay, I want to be in control. Yes. But you're taking a different light on it. Yes, that. and I think it's being healthy and everything like that. Like, I wish I binged on pumpkin and kale. Totally <laughs> 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 not good either. Yeah. You know, everything in moderation. Exactly, exactly. So for anyone listening now that, perhaps struggles with similar thoughts mm. or, or maybe foods they go to for boredom or for negative emotions, what would be your maybe one or two tips that you've learned that have helped you navigate away from that habit? Number one would be find your triggers. And I think that's with everything in life. If you're one of those people that's like, oh, I need a drink or like for better or for worse, whether you hit the drugs or anything like that, find out what makes you have that thought before you even go down the path? Yeah. You know, what What are your triggers? It could and be then, as simple as, like, before you do the thing, just stop and think. Yes, and that's it. And that's what the next thing I was going to say is that sit with your emotions. Sit there and ask yourself, oh, why is this coming on? Mm. What has led me to that? And whether that is journaling or meditating or finding what works for you, going for a mm. walk, and sitting with yourself. And I think that, sorry, this is what we don't do enough in our lives is sit with yourself and think, why is this situation uncomfortable for me? Mm. And I think that we are so scared with being uncomfortable in this day and age mm. that it's just too easy to jump on the gram and distract yourself. It's too easy to FaceTime a mate. And yeah. yes, that can be healthy, but at the same time, ask yourself why you're feeling the feelings that you're feeling. And when you accept that and accept that you're not perfect, then that's when it's beautiful. And that's when 
you do learn what your triggers are. And like, yes, mine was eating. Like the, well, well the triggers, eating wasn't a trigger, was but a eating is what, exactly. And yeah. so when I find what my triggers are, and they're always going to be coming up. And this is the beautiful thing about life and human existence is that it keeps going for us. That's right. And that you keep learning new things about yourself every single day. And that's my number one advice is just deep dive into yourself. Mm. Sit back and like learn about yourself, whether that's, through personality tests or through star signs or through what, anything, self-development, self Tony Robbins, like a counsellor, whatever it is, sit there and like think about yourself and, and why you are the way you are and what you've gone through in your life, you mm -hmm. know, and you're not going to break from it. It's going to make you stronger. I yeah. can tell you that every day of the week. Yeah. I think like the biggest takeaway from mm. everything we've spoken about today is when negative things come up and mm. i think that the way we've been raised or our society in general you know things like fear stress all of that they're things we shouldn't be feeling you know mm. they're automatically things that we shouldn't be feeling but i think and this is something i've recently you know the calm app mm. The, yeah mm. i've downloaded that and i've been working through some of their things just as like a day-to-day -day really get to know myself on a deeper level but one of the things they said was you know you you're constantly told you shouldn't be feeling scared or stressed mm. or any of these things, so we don't address it. Oh, 100%, yes. But when you start feeling stressed, if you sit there and, and try and isolate where you're feeling in the body and you invite that feeling, yes. it goes away because you you openly, you, you kind of invite it in and explore it. Yes. And that could be with anything negative in your life, mm. other people, events, negative Everything. habits. If mm. you open yourself up to it and explore the why, explore yes. the... I guess the trigger or the origin mm. or why these are doing mm. something, the way you can then deal or change that activity or that emotion instantly is mm. crazy. But often we run away or we well, do the easy exactly. thing. Exactly. And that's what I did last year. And that's what I mean. Like it will show up in your business. It will show up in your skin, in your diet, everything. And that's why I always say like sadness and trauma and stress will sit there and tap you on the shoulder until it literally has to push you over. And when you just compound. turn around and acknowledge your feelings and sit there and say, like, I'm a bit sad today. When you acknowledge it, it takes the power out yeah. of it. And it's about, like, owning all of that, sitting there being like, why am I sad? Okay, this. Could I control it? No. Can I control it? Yes. Okay. And then you deal with it there and then and when it happens. But I think so much of us push everything away that it just ends up festering into a much bigger problem or showing up in your energy, showing up in your workplace or in your body or something like that. So deal with your problems when they arise. Yes. And not only that, address and and own the fact that you have vulnerabilities as much as you do. Yes. yes. And it's, it's once you're open to that, you can work through them. And I think another big thing is that they will change over time. Yes. It's something you might not be good at today, you might be good at tomorrow. And conversely, something yes. you are great at today in five, ten years when you're running a family, you really just might mm. not be good at or might not have the capacity for. And it's about just saying to yourself, like, you know, acknowledging it's okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think when you're compassionate for yourself, you're compassionate for others. And you don't get so angry when someone cuts you off in traffic mm. because... That's right. Because, hell, you don't know what day they've had. Exactly. You don't know what they're going through. And when you're compassionate with yourself, you're more compassionate with others. The universe has a funny way of coming and around. Yeah. Karma, well and truly. Like, you will learn that people will be more lovely to you and everything like that. And, again, coming back full circle, it's about the energy you give out in the world. That's right. And I think another, another kind of parting tip would be you are your bestest friend. 
in a oh, way. And, 100%. And the way you speak to yourself should be the way you would consult yes. or advise your own best friend. I never let anyone talk bad about themselves around me because you, you really do absorb the words that you say. And mm. so I sit there and I say, like, all these hilarious things, like, you are golden, baby, like, all of this stuff. But it just gasses me up for the day. And mm. when you are so sure in yourself, and it's about fake it till you make it with affirmations and all of that, just tell yourself because yeah. your body absorbs it 100%. Yeah. yeah, and eventually you will believe. Yeah, definitely. But it's about, this is, for example, like, if you find an affirmation, like, this is maybe a phrase or something I would love to identify with. Mm. And the more you say it, the, and it will manifest in some, 100%. some degree in the people around you and, you know, the way you see yourself. Like, I deserve success. I deserve, I am successful. You say that to yourself every day. Like, I dreamed this business going like this and now it's happening. And I just, and I wanted to give up so many times but I didn't like, I remember I called like the CEO and I was like, I'm making back the business. And I didn't. And I just stuck with it because I knew deep down inside. I was like, you are not going to be defeated like this, you know, and yeah. it's worked and it has. And you've just got to tell yourself every day, I will be successful. I deserve love. I deserve a good body. I deserve my health and everything like that because you truly do. And sometimes you deserve a little chocolate. Yes. Oh, <laughs> every day. <laughs> But thank you so Definitely. much for sharing everything, oh, your, you. everything about your challenges, your experience, running a business, your vulnerabilities. Like it's it's a great story and oh, I can't you. wait to see what the next five to ten yes. years brings for you, whether it's in the timeline or not. I think it's going to be a big six months, but yeah, yes. stay tuned yes. everyone. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you so much. Oh, thank I, you. I feel like our paths have crossed in a way that it's kind of meant to be. 100%. It's, it's, an odd, it's one of those odd like yes, yes. coming into your life for a reason. And like, that's another thing is that people come into your life. Life to teach you things or to show you things mm. and you've got to believe that if someone is annoying you right now it's because they're showing you something oh it may as well be like a pain in your stomach yeah oh definitely yeah the universe works in wicked ways <laughs> very good well lovely thank you so much for having me on it's been a pleasure no worries guys i'll pop some links to coco's instagram we can yeah, follow her definitely. and if you can go check out one of her classes they offer as well oh yeah so <laughs> enjoy that get your history yeah. line <laughs> And that's a wrap for this week, Balancers. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found this episode useful to some degree in either steering or determining your definition of balance today. As always, the biggest compliment for us is if you share this episode with someone who you feel might need it, or if you're on Spotify, you can click follow or on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating or review. If you have any suggestions for up and coming podcasts, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email. Our Instagram is at the balance theory and our email is the balance theory podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise you've always got the option of subscribing to our mailing list. We only send you email reminders when the episodes drop. So you get them fresh out of the oven. No annoying spam. We promise. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and until next time, stay balanced. Stop, stop, stop.